Hello, I'm Ramey. And I'm Beth. Welcome to Brother Knows Quest, the podcast where I, your host, introduce my sister to the wonderful world of role-playing games. Beth, do you remember what we said we would cover this week? No. Okay. Well, I have it in the bag here. Savage Worlds Adventure Edition role-playing game. Yes, Savage Worlds. It's a pretty good game. It's a generic game made by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. It's a generic role-playing game. Do you know what that means? Off-brand. <laughs> that's that's uh, probably what most people would think. It, it, it's the core feature is you could take anything you want, any setting you want, and build it with this game. It's got blank rules. You just fill in the spaces pretty much. Uh, well, that ain't exactly how it works, but that's what it sounds like. All the time, generic games get a bad rep because people say they're not as good because they don't cater directly to one setting. You know, like D and D's fantasy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this is everything, so they like, it can't be as good. And a lot of people might have had a bad time playing another game called GURPS, which is a whole different can of worms. But as for Savage Worlds, its phrase, its catchphrase is fast, furious, and fun. It is very easy to roll with or to play. Like any other game, well, like D&D, you will use a D4 through a D12, mostly. You don't really play up the D22 awful much. And the D4 is kind of important because any skill you don't have a proficiency with, I guess I should say, is a 4. But the difficulty for most things you roll is a 4. So it's still a possibility. Some things, you also get to roll a D6. Whatever you roll, like if you have a D4 in a skill, you get your skills like you normally would in the game. In your attributes in the game, you got like all the normal stuff you would expect to see from a like kind of like wisdom, but they're not wisdom. And it will, you get a D4 or you can buy extra ones with points. You start out with the game. You, you have a points you can spend when you're building your character, and you can put them towards different things. But instead of leveling up the number as base, you level up the dice you roll, because most of your target numbers are four. So, mm-hmm. you know, a D6, uh, D10, and so on. Uh, it will be easier for you to get a four. And sometimes you have a negative in something, so you like a disadvantage kind of thing. You'll be able to roll a D4, but you have a negative, but you get that extra dice to roll with every roll, and it's a D6. So, you know, you always have one chance. Or so. And yeah. if you roll the max on your dice, you ex- it explodes. You get to re-roll it again, and you get to add that number to your total. And okay. you can keep doing that over and over. You could. Uh, a common story is the players get killed by a house cat who just keeps exploding his dice. <laughs> um, but it's not so bad. Uh, you want to build a fantasy character, you have... The ability to build a fantasy character with these rules. Uh, you have edges and hindrances when you build your character. You can use your points to buy those too. They give you points. You buy, not well, you don't buy them with your points. You have a certain amount of edges, edges you can buy, which is like good things. My character has a special ability or a plus or some other effect. You know, a good thing. You get a good thing. It's like a, in D&D, it's like a feat. Something that gives you a special ability that normal people wouldn't have. The edges are good. The hindrances are bad, but they give you more points to buy other edges with. So you could have hindrances that are mechanics related. They will lower one of your stats or raise one of your stats. Uh, edge and, edges and hindrances can be that. Or they could be role-playing, like I am boastful kind of thing. Or I can't keep my mouth shut. I, will tell, I can't keep a secret to save my life. Stuff like that. But if you take it, that's a negative. So you'll be able to spend that on another thing you want to raise with your edges instead of your hindrance. You spend, you get a hindrance, you get some points to spend on an edge. And this isn't the same points you spend to build your 
stats up, though, like uh, sneak skill or whatever. <laughs> this isn't a complicated game. It's kind of rules light. But not really. You can make it as crunchy as you like. You can just keep adding rules. The book's full of add-ons you can pop in there. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm not making a lot of sense of this. <laughs> your vigor attribute is how you raise your toughness. And your toughness is how much, uh, well, how much damage you could take over time. After you've built your character using these very simple point spending rules with your points to buy your attributes and skills, and then you get your points or your, yeah, well, your points to buy uh, edges, and you can get more points to buy spending by getting hindrances to maybe make your character seem a little worse or act a little worse. You will also, when combat shows up, it's kind of cool because you use a deck of cards, a literal deck of cards. The jack lets you just pop yourself into initiative whenever you want. And each round, whenever it's your turn's over and it goes to the next round, when your turn again, before your turn starts, they deal out another hand of cards. And that's how combat is handled. Some skills, well, some edges, give you the ability, like lucky, you get two cards and get to pick one you want or uh, something like that. That's new. Yeah, that's different. But it also means combat is, I mean, quicker. You just, it's, okay, everybody's went this turn. Everybody hand out your cards. But a jack, it will be whenever I want to go. If it's in the middle of someone else's turn and I got the jack, I can say, I want to go now. It's my turn. <laughs> it could be a bad guy, a good guy, somebody. It just don't matter. You just pop yourself whenever you want. Um, you also get these little tokens called bennies. And they, different ways to get them throughout the game. But you get bennies, and you can spend them to do things. Like, uh, when you are hit, if you are hit with enough force, and they roll really well in dice, and their dice explode, or they get uh, a raise. If you get a raise, which is when you roll four over your target number, which is, like I said, usually four, um, so they get an eight or better most times, you get uh, shaken, which means you could take more damage in the next hit, or... You only have so many actions you can take in your next turn. It's like somebody hits you real hard, you're kind of stunned. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can use bennies to soak the roll. And uh, you can use bennies to get unshaken. Or you can soak the roll with a dice roll and take a chance. And that kind of ruins your turn, you know? So a lot of times you want to spend one of these tokens you got to get rid of the shaken uh, stat. Stunned. Stunned is a good way of putting it, yeah. Now, a lot of times when you're playing this game, you will, you're kind of a specialized character. It's built to make you specialized. You aren't going to be like D&D kind of good at most things. You can make a specialized character in D&D. You know, somebody who's really good at one thing. You were sneak. I mean, mm-hmm. that's all you really focused on. You were kind of bad at everything else. This game, it's your character most likely will be specialized in one field or another because you've clearly spent your points to make that character better on your attributes and skills. And you have made your edges and hindrances built in such a way that you're really good at one thing. I've tried to make some just to play around that were more leveled out, but it it left to a uh, subpar experience. Mm. There is also magic. You know, you can add magic into the game. I wouldn't personally. I prefer to stick with my fantasy. And if I want to play a fantasy game, I'll play a fantasy game. But this is great for other things. Like, look at the cover. Does that look fantasy to you? Well, there is um, some sort of horned Sasquatch thing in the background. Well, yeah, there is that. But there is also a woman with a pistol on her side. (laughs) I think it's a Yeti. I noticed the pistol as well, so. Yeah, it's a Yeti. In the book, there is plenty. Yeah, you have 
races you can pick. You don't have classes so much. Uh, I should have said that in the beginning. You don't really have classes. You build your species or your race. There's elves, dwarves, half-elves, half-folk, humans, of course. And you, when you level up, you also... Well, leveling up is kind of different. It's a lot different. Um, you go by ranks. There's novice, seasoned, veteran, heroic, and legendary. And if you're 0 to 3 rank, rank 3, you'll be a novice. Rank 4 to 7, you'll be seasoned. 8 to 11, veteran. 12 to 15, heroic. 16 plus, you're a legendary person. And there's ways to start the game. In the beginning, you get more points to spend, so you can start off at like a seasoned or veteran rank. It's a nice addition. You know, that way you don't have to go back and just, like your D&D, you build, the ca- you build the character in D&D, and then you level it up from there. Uh, you could just start off leveled. Uh, however you want to be if your game master appoints or approves. I never played, like I said, I never used the magic rules in it. I've got some notes on them. But there's uh, another cool thing about the game is the gear. Like, you know how D&D, you have all kinds of wacky things you can do. Well, this thing goes from horses to tanks. There's 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 rules in here for all kinds of things. I went from having a horse to a tank. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Um... <laughs> You don't level up and do that, of course, but, you know. Uh, you know how I told you your skills and attributes are dice numbers instead of, like, a 20 to get plus 6 or 5 or something? Yeah. Okay, well, you know, you get a plus 12 and your skills are really good. And if you have a high strength, you at a d12, you'd have a extra 100 pounds to your encumbrance level, you know? It helps you out when you're doing certain things like that to have higher dice numbers. And you can buy those as you advance, of course. That's what advancements are. Or you can buy also, you could add to your edges and hindrances, I believe. In the game, PowerPoints uh, is what they consider the magic system. It's kind of like your spell slots, but not. And if you roll or, well, yeah. If you do badly casting spells, it goes really bad. It ain't just like the Hindi. Oh, it didn't work. It can go bad. <laughs> It's hard to cover a generic game. I can cover the rules, mm-hmm. which is just a whole list of rules. But I can't really tell you about a setting or anything because you choose it's the setting. All of them. But the, um, I'm guessing the game master chooses. The yeah. Uh, well, uh, I mean. So when it comes to the magic thing, instead of oh, it just didn't work. Like you could have bad things. Oh well, that, you turned your friend into um, some random yeah. creature because your spell went wrong. Well, that sounds it more be, interesting. I mean, to be usually honest. it only affects you, but uh, well, it's also not uncommon to to roll poorly and hit people with ranged combat and melee combat. Pa- melee combat, you have your parry skill, uh, which is a skill that you have to roll against my attack. So you have parry, and you also add your armor, and it could take some of the damage away to keep you from getting um, shaken often. You know, like I told you, it kind of means you ruin your turn because you have to either spin a benny or yeah. unshaken yourself. Uh, but when it's ranged combat, I think armor comes into play, but most of the time it's just a four. So ranged is good. You know, you just roll a four and you're pretty good. And uh, it helps. But when you're talking about that, the Deadlands comes to mind. It's a setting for Savage Worlds. It's a Wild West with a lot of alternate history. Like there's monsters and things. The dead coal that we use now has souls in it pretty much from hell. And it screams when it burns. There's a lot of other things. The older editions of the Deadlands had a lot of uh, problems. The new one has done a pretty good job of making things a little bit better. Uh, not just Civil War, but like Native Americans and 
all kinds of bad stuff could be misrepresented in that book. The newer one's better. A long shot. They, uh, we'll cover Deadland because it'd be so much easier to talk about. <laughs> it's got a setting and better rules. They have a huckster, though. He's talking about magic. The Deadlands have a huckster who uses cards. Their magic comes out of cards. And you pull the wrong thing, it's really bad. It, it can go poorly. I didn't, I haven't read up on it enough to know. I've got them all at the house. I've got the big box set, Deadlands, but nobody ever wants to play, so I haven't gotten too far into it. But like I said, you got PowerPoints. You got your arcane backgrounds, which means wizard, shaman, superheroes could be flavored in this game as being magical because it's a genreless game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Arc gun. Like, this is so generic. I really don't have much to cover. I'll be frank. There isn't a lot to cover in this because I've been all over the place, but I can't recommend the book enough. I, I want to play it really bad. I haven't found anybody to play with. It's only $39.99. You can get a cheaper PDF online. Uh, Savage Worlds Adventure Edition. There's also, I mean, a cheaper version, the previous edition, which is not that different, to be honest. They reworked some of the uh, soaking mechanics and uh, shaking mechanics. So you ain't so annoying. You can imagine losing. Somebody hits you good enough and you're shaking and you can't do much your next turn. Yeah. Uh, they reworked some of that in the newer one I got here. But I've also got the $9 edition paperback from the previous edition, which is, like I said, not that different. And it's only a $9 game book to get. You can run any setting you want to in. I'd recommend. If you don't know if you want to play it or not, buy Savage Worlds Explorer Edition. That's what it's called. But I guess that's all I got to say about this. Next. Not much to say because you choose your own set. Yeah. I, so. I, I, there's a lot to say, but I don't want to get into like nitty gritty rules details on this podcast. Uh, and it's just a book of rules, this one is, because it ain't a setting. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that. Next week, we will be covering Holler, an Appalachian RPG, and I'll explain more about that next week, but... Yay, home. That's the one you wanted to pick, and I said I have to cover this one a little bit before I can cover that one. So, yeah, this has been all over the place. Next week, I'll have I'll have a better grasp of the uh, subject, because it won't be generic rules. It'll be a setting and the world, and then some of the characters you build in it without so much of the rules. But I guess that's it for now. I will hope you come back after this mess. Thank you for listening. I've been Ramey. And I'm Beth. And this has been Brother Nerd's Quest. <laughs>